0: Hello and welcome to the Sunshine House podcast. My name is Zannie Louise. I am a children's book author and I come here most weeks to chat with children's book authors all around the world. We talk about creativity, books and all the things that inspire us. So you are welcome to sit in on this chat and hear about how books are made and all the things that we're passionate about You can find out more about what I do at ZannieLouise.com. You can explore some of my books there. You might also like to explore my online courses or my mentoring services. There's a new mentoring service up there, which is called Ask Me Anything. And it's a half an hour Zoom session with me where you can literally ask me anything. I started that one largely because people have been coming to me over the years with their manuscripts that they want assessed and I love doing that and we have a great time doing that. But sometimes people just have a little thing that they need to discuss or run by someone. So, of course, the sessions are confidential and I draw from different skills and knowledge of the industry and hopefully advise you as best as I can But sometimes it's just a chance to air what's going on in your head and, you know, have a bit of a sounding board. So if you think that is something you need, swing by my website at ZannyLouise.com. So this week is pretty exciting because I get to talk to Sarah Shepard, who is a New York Times bestselling author. She is the author of best-selling series like Pretty Little Liars and The Lion Game, both of which have been turned into television shows, and she's done heaps and heaps of other amazing things. We are predominantly talking about Sarah's new series for young people which is almost a diary of the wimpy kid type thing about a girl called Penny. It's called Penny Draws published in Australia by text and it's such a fun sweet series full of introversion and humor and little sidesteps and I really really love this conversation with Sarah. Yeah I feel like I learned a lot about well writing in general but also what it's like moving between different genres and how Sarah came up with this particular series and why she chose to sort of start writing for younger readers after having written for teenagers and adults for so many years. I hope you enjoy our conversation recorded here on Bunjilung Land. Hi Sarah, welcome to the Sunshine House. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, such a pleasure. So you're calling in from Pennsylvania, which is the other side of the world for me, which is very exciting. So we had a little bit of time juggling, but we can make this work, which is great. (laughs) So we are going to talk about um, Penny Draws series, which is your first uh, series for young readers, which is exciting. But I just wanted to jump back a step and just hear about you as a writer and your relationship with writing. What got you into writing in the first place, Sarah?
1: I always wrote stories, even when I was a little kid. I was always telling stories, mostly to my younger sister. Um, And then as soon as I could write, I was writing. And I was actually drawing, too. I never thought drawing was going Mm. to make it into my books. (laughs) But I was always writing and illustrating my stories. And, you know, for me, it was... I loved being creative. I loved making up characters. I loved making up worlds. And then as I got older, it was therapeutic. You know, it was like, Mm. I kind of worked out my problems. I kept a lot of journals. It it just calmed me down. And I I always loved doing it. I knew I was kind of good at it and it felt natural to me. So I always, I always loved it. I never thought that I would be a career novelist. I Mm. I know, you know, that's a hard, it's a hard road. (laughs) I didn't expect that I would ever get published and I didn't really care mm. because I really just loved writing. So that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I started. I didn't necessarily, you know, think that I, I uh, that I was going to have a career in in writing, nor did I have some sort of finished manuscript that I put together. I just <laughs> always loved, I always loved writing stories.
0: Yeah. Seems a bit inevitable then <laughs> that you ended yeah. up doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have written for all sorts of age groups and all sorts of formats. Uh, what was that first step into this career as a writer? What When did you yeah. call, start to call yourself a writer professionally, I guess?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was living in New York City. I went to school in New York City, and New York City is very expensive. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. I had a, and I was in my 20s, and I had a job sort of writing but not really writing anything interesting. It was like mm-hmm. advertising kind of. And my sister who also was living in New York city, she's younger than I, um, uh, was working for a publisher and I was whining one day about, um, Oh my gosh, I wish I could do something freelance, you know, and just make mm-hmm. a little bit of extra money and like do something. And she said, you know, the company that I work for, we use writers to ghost write some of our series, mm-hmm you know, is that something you'd be interested in? And I was like, well, of course that's something I'd be interested in. I love writing stories. I would love to try that. That sounds yeah. so interesting. I've never really written a full length book before, but, yeah. and she was just an intern. So she didn't have any, you know, authority <laughs> or any role <laughs> within the company, Yeah. but uh, I, she did give me the connection and I bothered the people to please give me a chance. Please let me try, try mm-hmm. out. And, um, they finally responded and gave me, you know, a a task that I had to do. I had to write some sample pages. Mm -hmm. And from there, I, I was a ghostwriter. I think I wrote six or seven, they liked it well enough. Mm -hmm. And I wrote six or seven novels, mostly for like elementary, middle grade readers and young adult, just as a ghostwriter, not my name. Yeah. Mostly just, you know, sort of generated ideas not for me yeah but it taught it taught me everything i, I learned how to write a whole book i learned yeah. how to plot and outline and and work on a deadline and and it's um,
0: amazing work with
1: an editor and all of that and it was mm-hmm. hard and i obviously didn't get paid that much <laughs> but um, once i started doing it i really liked it and yeah. felt like this is really good experience and i got to know some people within publishing and i did it you know on my time i mean it was not like it was not easy. It was kind of, there were whole weekends where I was, I was working on these, these freelance projects um, Mm. with these books. Yeah. It paid off. I learned a lot. And from there, that's, that kind of got me the connection with some editors who said, would you like to develop your own series? Which ended up being pretty little liars. Not that I knew, not that (laughs) I knew it was going to be bad, but yeah. Amazing. (laughs) But yeah. So it was, you know, people are sometimes say, Oh, Pretty Little Liars was your first series. And mm. what was that like? And it really wasn't. It was, mm. it was like my seventh published book. You just yeah. wouldn't know. But, yeah, um, They were never my name. Yeah. So I was getting all that practice yeah. um, for years and years before I actually was a published.
0: Yeah. Author.
1: So I would say, I, when did I start calling myself a, an author, a writer? Um, Probably not even during writing those because <laughs> I still felt like, oh, it's not my name. It's not my name. Yeah. my name was something on something. And even now, it's it's like a funny thing to say. You're always mm. sort of
0: like, okay, am I? A, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, if you can't call yourself a writer, I'm not sure you can. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, Pretty Little Lies, of course, was you know a great success, and it's been you know made for television as well. And you're involved in the script writing process as well.
1: Um, no, I wasn't really. Okay. I was close with the people who developed it. Mm -hmm. um, And and a lot of those writers and I was in touch with them a lot. And there were eight books in the series that were already published by the time the show was being developed. So they used a lot of that. So that made me feel really comfortable. But, you know, I was living on the East Coast and that was all being done on the West Coast. And it's so far away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I just think I want to write books. I don't think I want to be involved in this TV stuff. I mean, now I kind of look back and think, oh, maybe I should have tried that. But (laughs) uh, it's okay. It's it worked out the way that it worked out. So
0: yeah, totally. Well, exciting to see your book idea and the characters living out on the screen and having their whole other life, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Let's circle back to Penny Drawers, um, which is a series and it's for young readers Yes. Uh, so, how did you find your way back to writing for this age group? Uh, having written for young adults and adults,
1: I know I for some of my ghost writing projects were for this yeah. age group, and at the time I was in my twenties, and I found it really hard. I found mm. the voice hard because in your twenties you're almost right out of the phase of young adults. so you still very much feel like a young adult, and I could connect to that really easily, but I couldn't connect to the kid voice. I felt out of the kid voice Mm -hmm. and out of the kid world. And I just didn't know what kids were doing. And I just, I don't know. I just did not, I I found it hard. I didn't know what the boundaries were of like what you could say, what you couldn't say, Mm -hmm. how deep, you know, how the words characters would use the things they would think. I just couldn't get in that mind frame. It really was having kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I have two kids who are uh, nine and 12. And at the time I developed Penny, they were probably, seven and 10. Mm-hmm. So they were reading these books and I started reading books for young readers and thinking like, Oh my gosh, these are so much fun. And I, these are, you know, I, I, I love all these and most of them I hadn't read when I was young and there's so many now and, and graphic novels and all of this. And, uh, you know, I got excited about that genre again. yeah, And also I just watched sort of the stuff that they found funny and like watched them, you know, go to school and listen to what they we're doing with friends and (laughs) what they were worrying about and all that. And I I felt way more connected and felt like, okay, I I think I can write a middle grade series that I really like. And I don't feel like I'm sort of faking my way through and just like, writing one to write one. That's kind of how I came back to it. You know, I had, I had been asked before, you know, you should write for middle grade. You should try Mm -hmm. doing that. I just like, didn't feel, I didn't feel inspired. And that's, what was you know the series? I really felt inspired to write it, and that's mm. always
0: nice, a nice thing for yes, a definitely. writer. Absolutely, you yeah. have to get excited <laughs> yeah. about it. So, what yeah. was what was the beginning of this idea for Penny Draws? Where did it begin? It was
1: like kind of two things. I've always liked words and pictures. Mm-hmm. I remember when I used to even study for tests, you know, in uh, for like high school tests. The easiest way for me to study was almost to write little comics about, especially Mm -hmm. like science, to write little comics about, you know, biological processes or whatever, or like (laughs) history or whatever. And I would sort of always draw and then I would make them say things. And it was probably too involved for like a study guide. (laughs) Uh So I've always liked doing that. And I always kind of had this idea in my mind of having, you know, the character, and it would sort of be worse, but it would sort of also be comics, but it wouldn't mm. be one or the other. Mm. Uh, and I think the other thing that really inspired me was coming out of COVID and having, you know, kids in general, I, I noticed how much my kids worried about things and how yeah. everybody I knew, all every kid I knew worried about things, yeah. how anxious kids were and how mm-hmm. mental health is sort of a thing that kids are experiencing and, Kids have always experienced it, mm-hmm. but you know we're really paying attention a little bit more. You know that sort of became something I really wanted to talk about and normalize because I was a, a kid when I was growing up worrying about, mm-hmm. I worried about, all of, I had a lot of anxiety and felt like I was sort of the only one who couldn't hold it together all the time, mm-hmm. and every other person seemed like they just got it and. <laughs> You know, just didn't suffer. And I don't yeah. know. So I wanted to do something that was sort of funny with pictures, but yeah. also kind of talk about feelings. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. it kind really of genuine. came out of that.
0: Yeah. yeah, that makes so much sense. Are you a journal keeper typically?
1: Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have journals. I have it when I do school presentations, I show this picture of all of my journals stacked up and I kept mm-hmm. them. You know from third grade on do i keep one now not as much
0: yeah um, it's <laughs> lack more, of time so maybe <laughs> yes i
1: mean <have. laughs> I, I wish
0: i had i wish i had more
1: time but through the years i i have and yes. sometimes it involves drawings and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes i'll just fill journal books with silly stories that have drawings yeah. that are really about feelings that are just
0: Silly stories. Well, I asked that question, of course, because Penny Draws is kind of a diary, which yeah. Yeah, she's, she's writing to her dog, which is really sweet. But
1: yeah, yeah, it's got these
0: lovely little illustrations throughout. And so that idea of bringing the illustrations into the text, I mean, there's some obvious advantages to that that you can tell things you know through the pictures and yeah that, can you tell us a little bit about what it has brought to your writing that ability to be able to actually draw some stuff rather than write everything
1: yeah it's interesting first of all the drawings take so much longer yeah. than the writing <laughs> they take so much longer yeah it's like when i when i go set out with a deadline to write a to write a book that's just words yeah i know kind of how to pace myself and with penny these penny books i have no idea how yeah. long everything going to take and I kind of panic about it and <laughs> you know sometimes a drawing will just take a long time but it's fun to use the pictures because you know I'll have a general idea of what I want the little comic to say mm-hmm. but sometimes when I'm drawing it I'll get an even better idea that then will influence the text or, mm-hmm. or kind of turn the story in a slightly different direction oh. or if I'm like kind of stuck on a just a, a detail that, that needs to, you know, something isn't right here and I don't know what it is or a plot point or whatever it is. Sometimes I'll figure it out in drawing. And I, mm. obviously that's never happened to me before because I've never used illustrations in my books before, but it's it's been really fun mm. um, to, you know, use drawings to kind of work out what the story is going to be because it's generally, it's the drawings that make the story better. I kind of have the writing figured out and then I go s- and start to draw. Okay. And often once I start drawing, then I'll have and then I have to change
0: yeah. the words because I'm yeah. like, oh, that's
1: better. I like that, you know, and th- or I have to incorporate that random character who I drew. And I don't know why <laughs> I drew that character, but that character now needs to be here. Yeah. Um, so it's fun. It's yeah. it's really it's really fun and it's it's like joyful, honestly. Yeah, you know, it just makes me feel so happy to be to be doing that and like, to be able to be doing this as part of these books. And yeah. I have been so much fun with it. You know, they're meant to be Penny's drawings, mm. um, part of yeah. the journal. They're simple yeah. drawings, they're pretty yeah. simple. And what's fun is that I hope kids can easily draw Penny and maybe yeah. they'll to kind of illustrate their own journaling. You know, yeah. if they, you yeah. know, if, they, if they don't know how to write feelings down, maybe sometimes it is easier to draw. I love you know, that
0: idea. I love that thinking idea.
1: Or, yeah. So, you know, that was sort of the idea too of, mm. you know, because often Penny expresses her emotions through her drawings instead of mm. through words. So it's kind of like, well, yeah, sometimes we do, it is just easier to mm. draw what we're, what, what's bothering us versus mm. try to write oh. it down and put it into words and all that. So.
0: I love that so much. And from a reader's that. perspective, you know, especially for those kids who, maybe you've had a big day at school and, you know, there's a lot of text in some books and so it can be a big, you know, effort for them to get their head into (laughs) it. Whereas something like this, the text is broken up by the drawings and it's it's an interesting illustrative component unlike some other illustrated novels. Um, these ones are actual comics with little bits of dialogue and the little bits of dialogue and this little side they're almost like they can almost sit outside of the story sometimes mm-hmm. you know there's a whole the world, world yeah. going on inside the comic strips which I think must appeal to kids who don't mind that little bit of kind of meandering rather than just staying you know in whatever scene that they're Yeah, they in. I yeah. Quite like that. There,
1: there, yeah. there are a lot of tangents. Because it's, yeah. you know, you have to imagine that her, it's just her stream of consciousness. Exactly, yeah, of. yeah. She, you know, she's talking about her day, but then she goes off, you know, at like, I wonder why they call it, you know, a traffic jam. That that's actually in one of the books. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, why do they call it a traffic jam and not a traffic jelly? And then you have a yeah. picture of like a jam jar and jelly, and you know, yeah. and like that. Just her silly, you know, it's those silly. uh And that was actually a big note from my editors nice. to include more of that. They said include yeah. more of that silly, random yeah. stuff. It does not have to say. Completely on stories. So exactly.
0: Like, I think kids like it. Like I think they, they like so. those little diversions and sidesteps. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you okay. see it a lot in things like the Wimpy Kid. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go on a whole like three-chapter tangent at some point. Totally. Like, hey, what were we oh. talking about? Yeah. And you know, I
1: my kids were huge Wimpy Kid fans, and we probably read every book. So I have to say, I'm sure those books were <laughs> an inspiration. Uh, I I'm sure I yeah. picked up some tips from from reading those and seeing those tangents. But I always loved the tangents that they. Went oh no, they were the tangents were are great. Yeah. and yeah, I mean yeah. you know. And then you get back to the story and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think kids must kids must like it. I don't know. I always I always enjoyed it.
0: So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it does make it super fun to read. So yeah. Penny is kind of journaling stream of conscious. Are you writing these stream of conscious? Are you a bit of a planner? Like how do these emerge?
1: Oh yeah. So I think developing the book and when it first started and I, when I first kind of realized, okay, I'm going to write text and then I'm going to have a drawing that kind of informs the text and then I'm going to have write some more. At first, I don't know what I was doing. I was just sort of writing some Penny chapters and I had no mm-hmm. idea what I was introducing her, her, her family. And it, it's actually kind of how the first book starts pretty much. And then almost organically, the story emerged with Penny has this friend, Violet, who she's best friends with all the other years in school. And when she starts fifth grade, you know, she hasn't seen Violet all summer and things are a little different when she comes back to school. And I have no idea where that came from, except mm-hmm. that it's such an old story that like every kid experiences this. But I, you know, it just kind of came out of listening to her and drawing her drawings, and whatever. Um, and then sort of from there, I I started to outline, wait a minute, what is actually happening? I don't actually know what is what this is besides like this friend being, kind of grow they're growing apart so from there i started to outline more yeah i generally outline you know with especially with novels like pretty little liars or anything Mm -hmm. mystery or thriller i always outline yeah uh it's a little less of an outline and in fact my outlines my sort of proposals that i'll send to my editor to make sure that she is okay with the books Mm -hmm. um with the next book it's a long letter to the dog. So it's like, uh, dear Con, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. And it's basically the outline of, of what happens. Um, and they're about, I don't know, six pages long or something yeah. like that. And yeah. it's a, it sort of goes through all the major things that are happening in the story to the end. And so I will use that. Along the way though, there will be things in the outline where I'm just like, I don't like that. And then something will come up in the drawings and I'm like, I like that better. So I will use an outline, but I'm not afraid to change yeah. anything
0: in the yeah. outline. It's great yeah. to be open to all possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. So I assume there's going to be more in this series. Are you working on any more Penny drawers? Yeah. Yes. So there are, at least in the
1: US, and I I would hope in Australia, I would think so, mm. there are going to be at least six.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing.
1: I have finished. Almost five. Well, I wow. finished a draft. I oh finished a draft of the fifth one. I know. Yeah. I had a lot to do last year. Yeah. Um so I finished almost completely finished. I guess there's still like proofreading stuff happening, mm-hmm. but the first four. And I am yeah. writing for the fifth one right now. And well, they have they have all been a lot of fun and they yeah. have all built one another, you know, the friendships and the things that she Oh, you know, nice! Where how she kind of grows and how all the, the characters grow. Like their nice stories have kind of you can read them as standalone novels yeah. too. I mean, you could pick up the second book. There's not really much that you missed from yeah. there's like a there's a secret at the end of the first book, but it they tell, you know, she tells you immediately in the, yeah, yeah, the second yeah. book, so that's fine. Um there's really nothing you could read them all by themselves, yeah, but they also you know, you could also read them in in order, and there's something yeah.
0: probably quite satisfying in that yeah. if you're seeing the friendships and the characters evolve. Yeah. it's a bit of a yeah. reward for those people who stick with yeah. the series from the book beginning. Yeah,
1: especially like you know, especially her friend Violet, who I was talking about. Mm-hmm. They're not; they don't really stay friends, but yeah, she sort of comes in and out of each book, yeah. and they sort of work out the complicated relationship that they have, and it, yeah, you know. Becoming, you know, something that keeps coming up, and you know, to sort of settle what that meant and work yeah. through that. Kind of. So yeah. there's that's just one example. The, and the same characters keep popping up in each book, and then yeah. obviously there's a core group of friends. And
0: yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's I really like friends. that. Well, I really love this series for the yeah. fact that it's yeah, it has that uh, warmth and friendliness and tenderness and those nuanced relationships but then it has got that lovely touch of silliness as well. So I think it's yeah. a unique intersection to cross. I don't know many books or series that are doing this in quite the same way. So congratulations on making something oh, thank that you. Really <laughs> appeal to a real broad really broad section of people.
1: I hope so. Yeah, I mean I I just have really loved doing it and i i feel like that comes through in the books
0: exactly the joy and the fun yeah yeah i don't know it feels personal but it feels playful so i'm sure that all comes through to the young readers yeah and Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's it's definitely
1: fun when you can laugh at your own well yeah (laughs)
0: you (laughs) You know know, something's working like at least someone's happy
1: (laughs) (laughs) right right i'm like oh that's pretty funny you (laughs) know (laughs) You know, and I don't get that opportunity very much. So this is this has been so great to like you have know have a little giggle for yeah. that yeah. side. And it's funny that I write books normally about mm-hmm. such scary stuff. Yeah, Exactly. I'm pretty, That's what I'm pretty, thinking. I'm pretty I'm a pretty silly person, like honestly. Yeah. yeah. And my kids are
0: silly and yeah, you know, not particularly serious oh that's so funny Um, so for these is there a bit of a holiday for you from the oh yeah yeah the scary stuff yeah 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 yeah, there's (laughs) nothing too scary in these except
1: for anxiety I mean anxiety is scary but yeah
0: but you 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 have a a approach which is pretty you know accessible and not too daunting I think well good Mm. I'm glad to hear that they're fantastic well this has been so lovely to get to talk to you sarah um all the way over the seas (laughs) thank you technology um and yeah it's a great series my daughter's really been enjoying it i've loved it as well so thank you for writing them and for taking this time to chat with us today
1: oh of course i had so much fun thank you
0: thank you (laughs) thank you for listening to the sunshine house podcast This episode was produced by Virtual Creatrix. Music was written by Gregor Hutchka and produced by Brett Canning. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, leave us a review, a rating and share with your friends. All of those wonderful things are much appreciated and help us find new listeners. If you are a creator yourself and would like to tap into a very supportive community, you can search up The Sunshine House Writers and Creatives on Facebook. We will let you in the door and inspire you, support you, all of those wonderful things. I have a new course available called The Sunshine House Children's Book Course, which is a collection of skills and knowledge to cover all sorts of aspects of the children's book industry if you're interested in checking that out and doing a course from the comfort of home have a look at my website zannylouise.com. it's been wonderful spending this time with you today have a lovely sunshiny day